0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Dave O. There you go, Royals, two down and one to go. What's up, y'all? It's Dave O. on another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, where KC wins a frustrating nail-biter. If there's such a thing as a frustrating win, it would be tonight, two to one. And the Royals win pretty much only because of the terrific starting pitching they got out of Jeremy Guthrie. And, yeah, solid relief work as well from Francisley Bueno, Jason Frazier, and Aaron Crow. And I say two down, one to go in this series because the Royals need to sweep it, realistically. After starting the homestand 2-5, and five, I mean, you could say they're 2-4, and four, but to me, they've only got three odds left in Cleveland. I think it would be the wrong attitude to, you know, count that game as a possible win. Just assume you're tied. And if you somehow pull it out, well, you know what? That's a huge, huge deal. But if not, who cares? You're assuming you're tied. You got nothing to lose in that game and everything to gain. So it'd be good for the Royals to continue to keep that mantra in my mind. So after starting the homestand 2-5, and you need to sweep Texas because that basically... I don't know, salvages the homestand, I guess. If you go five and five after starting off two and five, I'd call that a salvage job. You still wanted to go six and four or seven and three, but you get back to five and five and you at least can say, Okay, we got through a rough stretch. We weren't scoring runs. We came back and stole a couple from Minnesota. We were fortunate to go five and five. We did that. We got our bad streak out of us, you know. We had an off day before a big road trip where we play better. I just think it'd be a big psychological boost, let alone, obviously, in the standings, where Detroit now is starting to win a little bit better. They did split over the weekend with the White Sox, but have now taken the first two against Cleveland and defeated Cleveland's two hottest pitchers in Kluber and Carrasco. So, interesting to see what happens in the Detroit series. You'd hope that Cleveland can get at least one of the next two. We want Cleveland to win both of the next two. They're now over four back. They're all but out of this division at this point. With 25 games to go for them, I mean they'd have to win. They probably have to go about 18 and seven to have a chance from this point on. When you're back that much with this amount of games and two teams ahead of you, so. We want Cleveland for sure to win the next two, but at least one of them. Basically, the way I look at it is if Cleveland wins at least one of the next two, then Detroit has three against the Giants. That'll be tough because the Giants are fighting for their playoff lives right now as well. Let's say Detroit loses you know, two of the next five, which is pretty reasonable, one against Cleveland and one against San Francisco. If the Royals win tomorrow and then take two out of three in New York, you're going to be guaranteed a tie heading in to Detroit, which will be quite the showdown next week. So we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. But for now, let's talk about tonight. And 80% on Jeremy Guthrie was this win tonight. He was awesome. Able to shut down the Rangers through seven innings while Casey's bats continued their deep slumber against Derek Holland. It's almost like they're hibernating on this stand. I don't know what happened. You know, I mean, I, we, we do. We knew they were overachieving a bit during that three-week stretch where they were scoring seemingly seven, eight, nine runs every night. It seemed like they're there for a while. I think we knew they were overachieving them, but we also know this is underachieving right now, and so is May. They're somewhere in the middle, and if the Royals can stay consistent somewhere in the middle down the stretch and into the playoffs, they will be a very dangerous team with their pitching and defense. I mean, you got somebody like Guthrie, who you could argue is the fourth or fifth. I mean, very easily you could say he's the fifth starter on this team, and look what he's doing. Seven innings, one run on eight hits. Didn't walk a single batter tonight for Jay Guts. Only had one K, but the important thing was 13 ground outs. So out of his 21 outs, 13 were on the ground. One was a K. So two out of three outs were hit on the ground or a strikeout. That's going to get it done. As Guthrie forced three double play balls. That was the key, obviously, in getting him through the seven innings on one run. It was a night where Jeremy Guthrie had to step up. We talked about it last night, and we said seven innings, three runs last night. I mean, he outdid that because the Royals obviously did not have Kelvin Herrera. Wade Davis and Greg Holland available. So uh, Jeremy Guthrie had to get the job done and go deep in the game and keep his team in it. And he did that. Can't say enough about Jeremy Guthrie tonight. And then the Royals pitching, you know, yeah. Francis Lee Bueno comes in, throws one pitch. <laughs> Talk about a hard night's work, right? One pitch, you get the job done, and you're out. But who cares? He got the job done. Got his hitter, leadoff man. And then they went to Jason Frazier, who was able to get through a tough situation to get the Royals out of the eighth. And then finally... Aaron Crow gets three of the four hitters with a strikeout in the ninth for his third save of the year. So the Royals pitching tonight only allowed one walk, struck out three. And the one walk was intentional. Think about that for a second. So essentially the Royals didn't walk a single hitter tonight. If you count that intentional walk was, I mean, you can't, I mean, you count it obviously, but not really. It was just an intentional walk. And Speaking of walks, Let's transition to the offense now, though. On the negative side, we talked about the good thing about the pitching only, allowing one walk, a.k.a. zero walks, but the Royals didn't draw a single walk tonight. The approach was once again bad. It appeared as the Royals, it just looked like they'd never seen a breaking ball before from Derek Holland. I mean, it seemed as if two-thirds of the breaking balls he threw tonight, when I was up there sitting close again, two-thirds of them seemed like they were well below the knees or in the dirt, and the Royals just kept hacking at him, swung away swung away. He hung maybe three breaking balls the whole night, and the Royals took one and fouled two off. They just kept swinging away at the breaking balls, the ones that weren't strikes. And that's how you don't walk for a game, and that's how you don't advance runners. When you get runners at second base, three consecutive innings on leadoff doubles, the first two, they don't even advance. In that third inning, they eventually scored the run, but not really. I mean, it was Terrence Gore who got forced out at third as he was pinch running as Dyson couldn't get him over. So essentially that double was wasted too. So essentially the Royals wasted three doubles in a row, three leadoff doubles, because Dyson had to get on in a fielder's choice and then swipe second, get to third as well to get in on that game-winning hit by Salvador Perez. And if Adrian Beltre can't field that rocket shot, which moved his glove back, he hit it so hard, if he can't make that play, no one's making that play. So credit Salvi for getting the job done. But I'm, a, I mean, I'm a little worried about the Royals' offensive approach again, but at, at the same time, what do we expect at this point of the year? They're not changing their approach this late in the year. They are what they are at this point. We can all be frustrated about it. and we can I mean, At this point, you just kind of acknowledge it, shake your head, and say, well, that's just how they are. That's who they are this year. They're 15 over 500 right now. They're tied for first place. Okay, they're a half game up. I still call them tied. They're not changing now, guys, nor should they probably at this point. You don't want to be screwing with their heads too much. They're probably feeling a little bit of pressure, and they're worn down. So that's what I'm going to talk about for a different day, I guess, as far as addressing it. It's, there's not too much you can do, I guess, at this point. But you would just like to think they would go back to the simple approach of c ball up, hit ball up, you know, and quit going out of the zone for these pitches. I guess you got to give the pitching staffs they're facing and the pitchers some credit, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess they are what they are. I mean, there's guys up there like Salvador Perez who are going to hack and hack and hack, and they're kind of free swingers, but he does hit a lot of bad balls. He does get a lot of hits that way. Now, I think he could be scary good if he was a bit more patient and had more of a plan up there. I think there's no doubt about that. But for now, he is what he is, and the Royals are going to live or die by their pitching and defense at this point. They're just going to have to get just enough from their offense. So they're going to have to get some big hits. That's that's what it comes down to. They're going to have to get the big hits. Now, Nori the only one with two hits tonight for the Royals. Don't want to single him out too much because it's not like he's the only guy. But Billy Butler, especially bad tonight. 0 for three with two Ks. One of the times couldn't advance or runner. You know, and during the strikeouts, three of the strikes were balls. Two of them were in the dirt. One was down low, about the ankles. He's swinging at bad pitches, trying to do too much. It just he's not. He, his pitch recognition is not there right now. We saw this earlier this year. I don't know what's going on. It's. I mean, to me, it's more eyes than it is physical. I mean, eyes are part of your body, but it's like he's not seeing the ball. I don't know what's going on. I mean, who knows? Frustrating, but he's not the only one. We've seen Lorenzo Cain in recent days and weeks really struggle recognizing pitches as well. Salvi, obviously. I mean, so you go on and on. Dyson has been much better this year laying off pitchers pitches, but he's been a little bit bad as of recently as well. So I'm just saying it's not just Billy. So I hear some fans only singling out Billy and that's not fair. I mean, Billy did carry this team almost on his back for a good week or two there, getting them on that game against Cleveland, the two game stretch where we had the big home runs, the one pinch hit. I mean, Billy got hot and the offense got hot. Now that's also, yes. The other side of that is it's showing how important Billy is. And when he doesn't produce the team really struggles, but you can't put it all on Billy. I mean, Gordon had a rough night tonight at the plate. I mean, so I, my point is I'm not – I don't want to just single out Billy Butler. It's its, a, it's a collectively a team effort. Omar Infante's had some rough at-bats, you know, swinging away at pitches, low and away, and so on and so forth. So, anyway, we're not going to, ha- you know, harp on that too much tonight. But the bottom line is the Royals are winning games. Yes, the offense, the approach is not there right now. But the good news is, I'm hoping they're getting this bad stretch out of their system. Like we said, they're not this bad. They're not as good as they were. They're somewhere in the middle. Hopefully, they had the high already. Now the low is happening over this homestand. They've been playing better away from home. They've got a big homestand coming up, or sorry, a big road trip coming up. So it'd be nice to the Royals come out tomorrow against Nick Tepish, get a little momentum going, have a nice little off day. The good thing is the Royals' bullpen's 100% tomorrow. You got Davis Herrera. And Holland, no matter what. Then there's an off day on Thursday, so your bullpen will also be 100% heading in to the weekend series in New York. That's giant. Hopefully, Josh Willingham can get healthy, 100% healthy or near 100% healthy by Friday. If you give him tomorrow off with the off day on Thursday, that would help give you another option in case Billy continues to struggle or Oki or who else, you know, whoever else that can move around Willingham a little bit. It's good they picked up Nick's, isn't it? Didn't really see the need for it. I mean, I don't think most people did, but. Again, kudos to Dayton Moore. Almost every move he's made in the second half, just about every single one of them has been good. It has. More credit to him. Christian Colon, you know, breaks the finger. Going to be out for at least a week. My guess is three or four weeks. Good chance we don't see Christian Colon the rest of this year because I don't know that they'll take him on the playoff roster if they've got a guy like Nix out there who can play that many positions and if he's not really getting any at bats on a rehab assignment before, then I don't, I don't know that you can plug him in the last week or two of the season and start him. So it's a tough injury for him because he's done a nice job in his 20 games here. You know, he's hitting over 300. Christian Colon had that rough defensive play and hurt it on that play. So it's it's a good job that they got Knicks there. It's a good thing they got Knicks there. You got Gia Vitella on the roster as well to help out with the infield. So you are covered still defensively on the infield for now, So Hopefully, nothing else happens. The Rails have had a little. Minor injury bug in recent weeks between Ventura missing a start, obviously, and Hosmer breaking the hand, and, and Cologne, and Downs. Is, of course, Downs had the legit stiff neck. Wink, wink, wink. That was definitely a real injury. All right, so the rotation setting up good for New York. We previewed tomorrow, and we'll talk way more about New York. I'm not going to talk about them much tonight because we still have a game tomorrow. But the good thing is we do have our 1, 2, and 3 going in New York. Shields, Duffy, and Ventura, you got to get 2 out of 3 in New York with those guys going. With Detroit looming, you want to, you would like to go into that Detroit series with a one to two game lead, and the Royals should go in there with a, at least a game lead, I believe, if they win three of the next four, because they, the, the Tigers surely are going to lose at least one of the next two, aren't they? To Cleveland, that gets you at least a half game back. You get two out of three in New York, you should at least stay even there, because you got to think the Giants are going to win a while with Detroit. So the Royals win three of their next four, they're going to most likely have a game lead heading into Detroit and somehow get 2 out of 3 there and all of a sudden you've got a 2 game lead just saying. So, big road trip coming up, but first of all a big game tomorrow. You've got you cannot take Texas for granted. You got to get another win. They're still dangerous because they're 0 5 against you and even the worst major league team is going to be even the best major league team sometimes. So what's up, Jason Vargas? can. Hopefully they don't have – there's a lot of young hitters with, with Texas. Like, hopefully they won't work him the opposite way like so many teams have. I think Vargas thrives on teams that aren't disciplined and teams that don't know exactly what to do with them, younger hitters. So I think Vargas can eat them up tomorrow. I keep thinking of the Royals will so do for a breakout game offensively. You've got Tepish going. You hit pretty well. I came back out from the minor leagues. You hit him pretty well earlier. So, I mean, not great, but they did hit him. So you'd like to think the Royals can get it done tomorrow against the Rangers. They need to. Need to sweep that. So let's get that game first, and we'll talk way more about the Yankees and the Tigers on this road trip. But just keep winning games. They It wasn't pretty tonight, but as Al Davis said, just win, baby. I love that quote. It's true. Thanks for having us on here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night.